Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it'll massively help out our channel, and it really, really will. And with that being said, we're just going to crack straight on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, this first story does come with an update, so I'll read the original post first, and then we'll go to the update. So, it's from ADHD Dumpster Fire, and it's called, Am I the Arsehole for Cancelling My Wedding? Over the past year and a half, my fiance, Jose, male 27, and I, female 25, have been planning a wedding for July of 2021. We've been together for 10 years and have lived together for three years. Jose and I both don't like the pomp and circumstance of weddings, and we're hoping to have a low-key, inexpensive one. My family, however, wanted something bigger. My mother has expressed to me just how much she's living through me in having this wedding. I've expressed to her plenty that social situations trigger my anxiety. She doesn't care. Jose and I gave in last year and agreed to marry in a church and have the big reception she wanted. Jose made sure if we are going to do this, my parents would pay for both the venue and the church fee. They agreed. Planning was stressful and it caused a lot of tension between Jose and I. It turns out the stress wasn't coming from the planning itself. It was the wedding as a whole. With my therapist's help, we identified that being a bride embodied many things that mother berated me for growing up and acted as triggers for my CPTSD. I came forward with my reservations to my mother. Her response was to gaslight me about my therapist's diagnosis and insist on the wedding happening the way we planned it. She joked I could take some CBD or have a drink to stay calm during the wedding. She has also begun drinking to avoid confronting her feelings and regarding it as the only thing she has that's hers. She does not take it seriously and my father won't help. I found out that the private conversations I had with my father about her drinking were shared with her. It got bad enough that at my bridal shower, she had 18 beers and berated my sister-in-law for calling her out on drunkenly shit-talking my brother to family. Mind you, Jose's side of the family does not drink as they've lost their grandfather to alcoholism. I feel horrible they were put in the position of having to watch her. When trying to make amends between my sister-in-law and her, she decided to take me on a car ride in which she screamed at, gaslit and berated me for, accusing her of being an alcoholic. She apologized for this half-heartedly, expecting me to forgive her and move on. As a result, I've gone no contact with her. Jose and I made calls and canceled the big wedding altogether and are instead going to quietly get married at the courthouse this Saturday with a small group present. Half of the deposit from the venue was non-refundable, but we decided to take a small personal loan to make sure we don't owe my parents anything at the end of this. His side of the family is completely on board, while mine is sending emails and pleading with me to be a better person and make up with her. I know I've made a lot of missteps in this. I should have set my boundaries much earlier in the mess and stayed firm in not having the wedding. 
I wanted to hear from an unbiased party whether I'm being unreasonable. Am I the asshole? And we do have an edit after this post, so we'll read that after the comments, and then we have a, a full update as well, which we'll cover as well. No, and you're you're never going to be the arsehole in this situation, 100%. You know, you said at the very end there that you should have set your boundaries earlier, sure. And we do say that in, in quite a few of these posts, but it still doesn't excuse the behavior of the arsehole in the end. And reading into this, it does look like there's a lot of narcissistic tendencies coming from your mother. And I think you are best, you know, to cut her off. The fact that she took you out in a car and then berated you for calling her an alcoholic when, you know, you're seeing the signs yourself. Yeah, you're not going to be the arse. And I'm glad you went and done your own thing and enjoyed the wedding in your own way. But we'll read some comments and see what they say. With Boy 89 saying, Your family are the arseholes here. They forgot that the wedding is about the bride and groom, not everyone there. In extreme case, it may also extend to being about the kids if they're really young and really important to the relationship, but probably not applicable here. Anyways, the moment you had reservations, your mum should have dropped everything to figure out a way to accommodate your concerns. When she fled from her duty to do that, she lost her right to complain about any of this. Enjoy your courthouse wedding, OP. Sorry for all the strife. And Angron85 says, not the arsehole. Why is it the person wrong has to be the bigger person? Just do what's best for you and your partner. And Kate Beckins, the AOPM me says, good luck with that. Not the arsehole. You did this for her when it's supposed to be about you and Jose. Then she wrecked it with her behavior and you canceled it. I wouldn't even taken out a loan to pay her back. She ruined this, not you. You are not unreasonable. You've been far too reasonable for too long. Imagine how your mother would be drunk at your wedding. It would be a horrible day that would feed into your anxieties about a big wedding. Know you're doing the right thing and congrats on the nuptials. When your family is ready to behave, you can have a backyard barbecue party and invite them over to celebrate after the fact. If they can't behave and be happy for you, you are still happily married. And Westkit says, not the arsehole, your mother's a case. 18 beers at a bridal shower. That sounds humiliating for you. I'd hate to see how she handled her alcohol at the wedding reception. Anyway, you and Jose made the right choice and it sounds like you have a healthy relationship. Best wishes for your future. And we'll have one more from Sora28 saying, not the arsehole, it's your wedding. She made it about her and her behavior is atrocious. Get married the way you want. I didn't and it still annoyed me five years later. And then we'll read the edit and move on to the full update. The edit says, I'm floored, honestly, at how much traction this has gotten in the past few hours. I can't begin to thank you all enough for your words of kindness and guidance in this very strange time. When I made this post, I think I expected to get more of a mixed response, but reading all the not the assholes come in has admittedly thrown me for a loop. I've since subbed to many of the subreddits recommended to me by others, survivors of narcissistic parents, and cannot thank you enough for your taking the time of your day to reach out. Jose and I will be remaining no contact with my mother and family going forward and can't wait until the smaller, more intimate wedding this Saturday. For some needing context that's popped up in the comments a few times, the car ride I went on with my mother was not while she was drunk. In trying to meet the character limit on the post, I neglected to mention that this was on a separate day from the shower. I apologize if I misled anyone. Now let's move on to the update. Updates. Yesterday, I married the love of my life and partner of 10 years in a quiet little backyard ceremony. 15 people were there, friends, family, and Jose's immediate family. The ceremony took all of 15 minutes, thanks to our amazing JOP, and the celebration was fun. Casual conversation over a simple sandwich lunch. 
We got to catch up with friends we haven't seen since the pandemic started, as well as make fun memories with the people willing to understand and love us without judgment. Ooh. Gentiri. <laughs> My mother, in response to finding out I've gone NC with a family and planned a private wedding without her, sent one of my aunts screaming at me the day before the wedding over email. Catholic guilt, gaslighting, the whole shebang. I went all in on telling my family exactly what I felt and dealt with in regards to my mother and them. They had the audacity to invent a story that Jose is nothing but a controlling abuser that deleted her first email. He's trying to steal me away from them and convince me it was the truth. They want me to forgive my mum and be the bigger person, even after detailing the extent of her abuse to them. I tore my aunt a new arsehole over email, citing them all, my grandmother included, as cowards for not coming to me to tell me the alleged truth about Jose before. You know, offering pomp, circumstance and praise for getting married to him. It's funny how quickly the narrative shifted from, oh, think of your poor mother, to, you poor stupid child running to the arms of an abuser, to, you're a monster cancelling our family. The block button has been my best friend. Within the last 72 hours, I've learned exactly what kind of family I was raised in. In a way, I mourn that it had to be like this, NC with people who I thought were supposed to love me. What I have realized is their brand of love is conditional. My mother also demanded the money back from the venue and we sent a check to her. She still has chosen not to cash it. We have ample documentation to prove we have provided her that check. Jose is warning her in writing to cash that check by the 21st or else we will stop the check and pay back the loan. Thank you to all of you kind Redditors that have reached out and offering words of encouragement and resources for coping with narcissistic toxic family. Jose and I are thrilled to finally have this wedding on our own, surrounded by the people that matter most to us. And the start of that one, when they had the wedding and they had it the way they want and they was gathering with family and it was just so wholesome and lovely. And then the mother and the family come back into it and just showing their true colors. And you know, it is really sad that you have to lose the people that you thought growing up loved you the most. And then you get this thrown back in your face. I can't imagine what that would feel like but you've learned who truly loves you now and who truly respects you. So I think that is a positive in my eyes that you've got no contact with these people and you, I think you've done it in the most mature way possible to me anyway. But what are your thoughts on this story, guys? I would love to know in the comments below and we'll move on to the next story. Hoo-hoo, and we got a neighbor story from Reiska saying, am I the arsehole for telling a neighbor she can't expect only old people to live in our street? I moved into my house about two to three years ago. I'm 30, look 20, with a family. It's also a British town and my house is semi-detached in a street of terraced houses. I'm quite the introvert, so apart from my direct neighbors, I really made no attempt at getting to know the rest around my house. That being said, if someone speaks to me, I will happily speak to them. Cue the incident. An OAP, old age pensioner, came up to me while I was taking stuff to my car and she started asking questions. The usual stuff you ask new neighbors, but then she asked me when I plan on moving, which I thought was quite unusual. I told her I had no plans to move yet, and then she went on to talk about how young people have started moving into the street, and it's much so noisy, especially those with families. She knew I have kids, but they barely spend any time outside, and how she wished it went back to a street of old people. For about 10 minutes, there was nothing but low-key insults about young people. I couldn't really excuse myself as I had stuff to do with my car that was time sensitive. So in the end, I just said, you can't expect only old people to live in the street. Eventually they grow old and die. Maybe wait a few years and we'll be old and you'll have your street back if you're still around. 
She looked at me as if I just murdered her family and walked off. In the heat of the moment, I felt justified, but thinking back on it, I pretty much told her she'd be dead soon, which no one really likes hearing. She just wouldn't stop talking about the good old times. You know, we could go pretty much off that <laughs> the comment where you said they'd be dead soon. <laughs> but they, they approached you. They asked you when you'll be moving, which, you know, is offensive in itself because they want to go back to the good old times. I could get very political on this. I'm not going to, though. And criticizing young people moving in the street with families and stuff like that. Absolutely not. You know, times change. Get with it. Like Opie said, their kids are staying in the house. Opie's pretty much introverted. They're not running up and down the street screaming and like we used to do when we were younger. Well, I did anyway. <laughs> you know, I could see how some people may come into this one floor and everyone sucks here, though, because, you know, what, what Opie did say <laughs> was equally as offensive, I guess. So I could see it's how, it's, how it would be and everyone sucks here. But just from my point of view, I'm going to go with a not the arsehole because I found it quite funny. <laughs> And we'll start off with adrenaline anxiety saying, not the arsehole. Hello, fellow British person moving into an elderly area. I have had very similar conversations. My entire street appears to be in the 60 to 80 year range. I think they've forgotten other people exist. They get mad when my four-year-old plays outside and have made comments about how his trampoline and paddling pool are an eyesore. In our back garden, in our private space, but I guess they can see it from the windows. And how they missed the previous resident who was such a sweet old man who had a lovely garden that I've ruined with my kids' toys. He died. Sometimes these people need to be reminded about how selfish they are being and that retirement villages exist if they only ever want to encounter other elderly people. I certainly don't want anyone to die anytime soon, but at the same time, I really hope a few more families move into my area. And Hexaline says, not the arsehole, this woman wants to stand around in your yard and insult you. Ask when you plan on leaving and make you feel unwelcome. Yet she can't handle you saying anything back. Being old doesn't automatically entitle her respect, nor does it give a free pass to act like that. And Olive and Chi says, ooh, similar situation here. English town, previously full of old people. A few young people have moved in. The old folks are genuinely horrendous. Everyone, 55 or maybe 60s, basically those not retired and under is trundling along, trying to get along with their neighbors, being respectful while still living their lives. And then there's this huddle of old assholes, <laughs> 65 plus, constantly moaning about gardens being a mess, people sitting outside after 7 p.m. Anyone has a barbecue? Better not go past six. Want a bit of appropriately volumed, non-offensive music playing mid to late afternoon? Well, you may as well be Hitler. Not the arsehole, and I don't know when it got to be standard that old people are the shittiest, most entitled, unrelenting, horrible human beings, but this is definitely the case today. And Dr. Liz says, not the arsehole, even a little bit. As someone who's been told to keep it down when talking on the phone in my own garden by an interfering old biddy whose garden backs diagonally onto mine, I had the police call overlooking at something on the outside wall in the evening and thus being suspicious persons with a torch looking into windows. I'm just out of patience for old people and their selfishness and entitlement to others' business. If they want to live around nobody but the old, they can move into a home. And we'll have one more from Zuka1196 saying, not the arsehole, she decided to harass you, not the other way around. You just responded to her insults accordingly. If she doesn't like it there, then she should be the one to move. And I just want to add on to this one as well. Not every old person is an arsehole. Let's just, let's just face that, right? I've got some lovely old people around me who absolutely love kids around the area and love the noises because it gives a bit of life to the area. And that's their words when I've spoken to them. <laughs> but now we'll move on to the next story. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Now this next story comes from Trouble with Sun. Am I the asshole for forcing our son to eat with us? My teenage son is vegan. He grew up eating meat, but for the past year or so, became a vegan overnight. I think that's really cool. It must take a lot of willpower to go on such a restrictive diet. However, he's been acting differently around mealtimes. He hates the smell of meat. If he's at home, he'll stay in his room while we cook. If he's cooking in the kitchen at the same time as us, he'll cover his face and refuse to help with our cooking. He cooks all his meals for himself, so this happens pretty often, and we poke a bit of fun at him sometimes. In our culture, food is family time. We barely spend time together, as both my husband and I are both essential workers. So meal times are the only quality time we can spend together. My son never liked eating meals with others, but the amount of times he's eaten with us has dropped exponentially. He only eats with us if we're on the road, but otherwise he sneaks back to his room with his plate as if we're not there. It's rude. He's treating our food as if it's disgusting and I really want to spend more time with him. We respect his diet, so why can't he respect ours? So for the last week, I've been trying to get him to eat meals with us. We end up arguing and he either sits at the table with an angry look on his face or runs to his room and ignores us. I'm starting to feel a little bad. Am I the arsehole? And I was scratching my head with this when I thought there's got to be more on this. So I, was, I had to scroll through the comments first to see if anyone's asked for any info. And I found this one from Irma Plotz who said, Info, your kid is on meds that make the smell of meat nauseating. This isn't a simple preference. He has a medical issue where he's literally nauseated. And then it says, edit, yeah, you're the asshole. That's a horrible thing to do to another person. For goodness sake, let him eat alone in peace if you can't manage to reduce your meat intake to accommodate your sick child. And Opie replied to this saying, yeah, apparently his antidepressants make it hard to be around certain smells. I believe him because sometimes he won't eat if the smell is really strong and just end up binging in the middle of the night when it goes away, which completely changes people's verdicts doesn't it? that's like that's like a big thing to leave out the story and yes you would be the arsehole you know his antidepressants are flaring up and making him nauseated so you want him to sit there and do it just for your benefit for family time when you know he's suffering from this i mean come on now 
obviously there is a compromise, but it would have to come from your side and, and joining him on his meals, cooking with him on what he can eat at that moment. And then you'll get your family time back. It's just that simple to me. But I'm not going to cover too many of their comments because otherwise they will get confusing because a lot of people were just commenting on the fact without the whole medical issue being involved. So I'd love to know your opinions on this and what you think. Let me know in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And this one's from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for not wanting to cook for sister-in-law's son's birthday party? Throw away for obvious reasons. Not a native speaker, so excuse me. I-24 female work as a chef at one of the famous restaurant chains in our city known for its delicious food. We used to work non-stop all day as our orders, you know, were really high, pre-pandemic. Needless to say, but our restaurant closed down during this lockdown and I'm staying home. I really love cooking and I enjoy it so much. As I have lots of free time, I do try out as many recipes and upload vlogs often. My sister-in-law's 25 female son's first birthday is coming up soon and she asked me if I was willing to do a cake. Obviously, I said yes. The party is going to take place in my in-law's house, which is like two to three hours drive from where we are and it's been a long time since we saw each other. Yesterday, she called me again and asked if I can cook for the party. Overall, there will be 10 to 13 people at the party, all vaxxed. I wasn't sure at first. She told me she helped me and gave me a list of what she wants. It was around four to five main traditional dishes with three side dishes and along with some cupcakes as desserts. I said it was too much, even for both of us, and asked her if we can order from outside. But she insisted she wanted my cooking as our family loves to eat my food. I told her I'd call her back later. I gave it a thought, but in the end, I didn't want to. First of all, it's for more than 10 people and the dishes she gave requires three to four hours prep plus actual cooking, which means I've got to get there earlier than the others. Second, she told me she had help, but she will slack off in the middle and would always ask obvious questions even if I gave her clear instructions. Happened before. Third, I'm already preparing the cake, so I feel like it's more than enough. I text her back, I didn't want to. She then vented out to my partner and told him that I'm not cooking for his family even though I've cooked before for my family. My family is comparatively small than his. Seems like she expressed that the whole family is disappointed with my behavior. It was frustrating when my partner confronted me and I told him that I'm already doing the cake and it feels like she's just using me. I stated my above reasons but he still wants me to cook since my cooking is delicious and they all love it. I straight away told him that I'm not his family's personal chef and if they want to eat, they can gladly order out. He's still mad, I guess, and has been passive aggressive the whole day. So, am I the asshole? And there is an edit which gives a little bit of extra info which says, edit wow, huge thanks for all the responses. I just went through your comments and suggestions. Few people have asked if she has offered to pay for my service. No, as much as I know, she won't. Also, I hope she'll buy the ingredients. If not, it'll obviously be no for me. I'm not sure, but there's a chance of her bringing up the topic of splitting the bill. I won't let her do so. Also, some suggested to make a list of work to be done and send it to her along with the costs. It's actually a great idea. So I'm thinking of sending her all of the workloads to be split up between us, or else I've got to get professional help. The cost of ingredients, pay of sous chef and caterer. If hired and as well as mine, I'm not going to charge them for real, but just for context to scare her, lol. Overall, I'm going to make sure that I need extra hands and pay in advance if anything changes. I'm not doing it. I'm also sending a list to my partner so he knows how much work is needed and that he shouldn't take me for granted. 
As you all told, she wants me to work for free, which I can't. So I guess me sending her a huge list along with the cost will be a surprise. So I pretty much expect her to back off and order out and hire people. Now I'm coming in this one straight away with a not the arsehole. You was kind enough to bake a cake for someone. You know, that's way more than enough. You've trained for those skills for a very, very long time. And then people to just come out of nowhere and feel entitled to use those skills. Yeah, it takes the piss basically. Not the arsehole at all from me. And that sounds like, I mean, I'm not a chef. I Obviously, chefs can do it a lot faster than, than I could cook. But four to five main dishes, three side dishes, cake too. I mean, come, that sounds like a huge amount of work to me. That sounds absolutely crazy. And for, you know, your partner to not back you up at the same time as well. Yeah, it's just assholes all around apart from yourself stick to your guns on this one and i wouldn't do it either unless they paid an extreme amount of money and hiring caterers and stuff like that like you said but we'll read some comments to see what they say your little birdie says not the arsehole that's a huge favor to ask of anybody and you're totally within your rights to say no your sister-in-law or partner are being completely unreasonable and terry says not the arsehole if you have to start prep at home, you would need to even do the shopping. I wonder if she expects you to pay for all the groceries as well. It's smart of you to say no. If you continue to get pressured, don't make the cake and don't attend the party. And Tifu says, not the arsehole. Sister-in-law is entitled and asking you to do a ton of work. Partner is also an arsehole for not supporting you when you've already agreed to make a nice cake, which also takes more time than people think it does. And Jammy913 says not the arsehole and because you're a chef, they should listen to when you say it's too much. You'd know better than they would. And Gilly20 says not the arsehole. I'm assuming she's also expecting you to bring a gift for a child. That makes you a guest, not the host. Also, she may be offering to help now, but who's going to do the prep and set up for the party? I would tell her that you're already doing a favor by doing the cake and you would like to enjoy the party and not do all the work. Also, this may be a cultural difference, but I have never heard of having such extravagant food for a one-year-old's birthday party. Now, what are your thoughts on today's collection of stories? As always, I would love to hear them if you have a moment of your day to share them. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved with the channel and spend 20 minutes or so with me. And if you'd like to support the channel, never any pressure to do so you can join by clicking that join button down below for youtube or clicking the link in the description for patreon and join up there it is massively helpful and keeps the channel going especially as we're going full time soon <laughs> but thank you once again and i will see you you cheeky so-and-so in the next one take care guys much love Y'all keep looking for that new way. I think I like it how it is.